Today we talk to Wendell McRaven, who is the head cross-country coach and distance coach at Texas A&M University. It is April 15th when we recorded this podcast. We will be talking to him about what life is like in the Power Five of the SEC in today's day and age with everything that's going on. Uh, we'll also talk about his career that has taken him from being an athlete at North Central Division Three College to Alabama to Nebraska to Kent State to Illinois and then now to Texas A&M. Uh, so Wendell has a, a lot of knowledge from a lot of different areas and I think gives great perspective to everything that's going on. I worked with Wendell at Kent State for a few years, so I've known him for a long time, and he's a terrific coach. He's been part of three NCAA championships at Texas A&M. He's had five All-Americans in cross-country and coached national champion Natasha Rogers in the 10K. For all you distance fans, you might remember her. So great interview with Wendell. There is a little bit of trouble with the audio. My internet connection was not great, so hopefully you guys can struggle through that and still enjoy this Terrific podcast with Wendell McRaven from Texas A&M. Wendell, thanks for chatting. I know everyone's at home and uh, having different versions of uh, meetings with their staff or their athletic department. So what's what's going on at Texas A&M and the SEC right now? Oh, man. I mean, probably not much different than every place. I mean, we're just trying to, you know, go through our days and try to get some work done. You know, I know for me personally, I'm some days I get a lot accomplished and, and feel like, uh, man, I got a lot done today. And, and there's other days I, I get to about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I haven't done anything today, you know, what accomplished and stuff. So, but, uh, you know, I think, think, uh, maybe in the SEC, we might've held out hope a little bit longer. You know, I mean, it was, uh, I think the ACC and a couple other conferences already canceled their, their spring seasons. And, and we were still, talking about having the sec championships and track and starting the season at you at that point we were talking about oh yeah april 15th and of course today is april 15th and and oh april 15th we're gonna be we're gonna be back in action and stuff and then uh finally about a week or so later we we bit the bullet and you could see it coming you know um we bit the bullet and, and uh, canceled the spring season so we're just uh you know just trying to figure out what's next i don't know what you know we're uh you know a lot of uncertainty a lot of uh you know, wondering what's going to happen. What's what 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 uh, will we have a cross country season? You know, if we do, when does that start? Um, will we be back in school in the fall? You know, all those kind of things. So, so yeah, we had Brad Hunt on a couple weeks ago, and they were the first ones to kind of cancel things. And when you were at the NCAA, meet, I'm assuming down there, um, what was it like? At the, I wasn't at the NCAA meet. What was it like being at the NCAA meet and getting that news? And I know the SEC was kind of one of the last conferences to hold out hope like you were saying was there a lot of was there arguments going on about what to do or was it just like we're kind of waiting and seeing i know it came down to the last second i think i think there were a lot of different attitudes like there were some people that were you know talking to some coaches that like hey this this isn't going to happen we're not going to have the meet and other coaches that are like this is stupid you know we're well, you know, we're all here. Let's have them have the meet. And I remember, I remember hearing about the Harvard athletes getting ready to head to the airport when they heard. And I thought, gosh, you know, how unfair is that? What I mean, that, that that's terrible, you know. And and uh, um, when I actually found out that they were um, were canceling the meet, I was actually in in uh, we were packing pickup, and I was actually I just got my uh, my creden my coaching credential. And one of our administrators came up and said, did you hear they canceled outdoors too? 
And I'm like, at that point, I didn't even know they canceled indoors. And I'm like, what? Did they cancel this meet? And go, yeah, they didn't. They just, they just, uh, they just told us. And I'm like, geez. I'm like, and the in the out. And then, then, then of course, and people are really frustrated when they say they're canceling the outdoor national championships as well because, you know, I mean, it's like, well, how can they make that prediction? That's not until June, you know. And of course, at that time, we didn't know as much as we you know, as we know now about what's going on and, and, and uh, how contagious everything is and stuff like that. So I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, obviously disappointment. Kids are crying, you know, um, everybody's kind of in a, in a sullen mood. And, uh, you know, and I think, uh, but I don't think, I don't, I, you know, there weren't really any arguments or fights or anything like that. You know, people weren't like, you know, I mean, uh, just a lot of, I think a lot of general disappointment and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, you, at that point you don't know what's going to happen. So, I mean, feeling for the seniors, that was the, the, the toughest thing. And it's still, even though now we know our seniors are going to get, you know, they're going to get next year back and, and outdoors, at least that's, 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 that's a positive thing for a few of them that, that, that can come back. Not all of them can. I've been, my two best female distance runners have one has uh, one's going to medical school next fall and the other one's, uh, you know, got some job opportunities lined up, and so they're moving on. Um, and they love running. They're, you know, they're two girls that absolutely love running. So it's uh, it, it's tough for them. Um, but uh, but still, you know, you'd want the. I mean, all the people. I mean, I'm I'm still disappointed they didn't give the indoor season back because I mean, all those kids. If you're here for outdoor season, you're going to be here for indoor season. Like all those kids that went into the. I mean, that went into the national meet. You know, their last opportunity that that would be that and, you know I'm a little biased but I think that would be uh, that would be fair but you know I'm not the NCAA so so there's been all kinds of different reactions to what's going on and everybody just couldn't doesn't seem like to know what's going to happen and you see like Wisconsin they're not gonna you know honor scholarships and I've talked to other coaches um, that aren't public, but I've heard that in some form at a lot of places, maybe at schools that are surprising. I'm assuming at Texas A&M, at Wichita State, we, we've decided we're going to honor senior scholarships for next year. I'm assuming that's the same at Texas A&M. And uh, what, what do you think about, like, it's, it could be kind of a crazy situation, I guess, with all the kids that are maybe wanting to finish out their eligibility, but there could be more kids than there are opportunities out there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, the transfer portal is obviously exploding. It seems like, uh, um, yeah, we're going to honor scholarships, and and uh, and the reality is, it, it does kind of surprise me a little bit that a power five like Wisconsin, and I don't know all of their situations, but I mean, let's say that I mean, how many how many spring sports seniors does it really affect? I mean, if it's thirty some athletes, that sounds. I mean, I, I think I read on there the story is thirty some athletes. And I did the math, and I thought, well, if each kid was a uh, an out-of-state, you know, full scholarship, which we know in track and field, most of our kids aren't full scholarships. You know, we're, we're talking, you know, maybe it's a million dollars, maybe it's a million, you know, a million and a half, uh, but probably it's more like, like I think at A&M, they figured out that it's going to cost us somewhere 500 to, uh, you know, 700 some thousand dollars and stuff like that, which is a lot of money. I understand it's a lot of money, but still in, 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 in the grand scheme of these 80 million to 100 million plus athletic department budgets, it's really a drop in the bucket. So it does kind of surprise me that, you know, that, that the schools are doing that, especially because, you know, when, when, when Wichita State stepped up to do it, I hear at Furman, you know, another mid-major school, they're stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, we're going to honor these scholarships. 
it's it's, it's, it's kind of surprising. I hear the ACC is debating whether to, um, and this this uh, that they were. I think this is public knowledge that they were going to either um, go the Wisconsin route, or more likely they were going to allow you to fifth year seniors to or, you know seniors to come back. But it would it would count against your the normal NCAA limitations, which you know sounds kind of. I mean, like we couldn't do that because we we we're already done where scholarships are are, are uh, accounted for. You know, we had to get that uh, you know the the leeway to to, to bring our, our our fifth year guys back. So so I you know I understand it. it it's a reality. What would it be? I don't know what it'd be like. You know, I bought the. Coach Lawson at, at Kent State, what what's that going to be like? You know, if I were at Kent State, I know that, you know, having coached at a, at a mid-major for a long time, I understand the dollars and cents, is, you know, are, are uh, a little bit bigger of an issue. But, you know, track and field, I feel like the dollars and cents are always a big issue, whether, you, uh, you know, uh, even at an A&M, I mean, you know, we're always thinking about the bottom line. We're thinking about let's not, we're not, you know, I mean, Coach Henry has been a high school, you know, was a high school coach. Uh, coach Henry, our head track coach, was a high school coach. He was uh, uh, a junior college coach, and he's always, you know, not wanting to waste money. You know, we're, we're not going to, if we can get a plane ticket uh, for $250 versus, yeah, you know, you know, $400, let's get the $250 ticket and, 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 and save some money so we can use that money elsewhere. Because of the question about football maybe being in question right now, does that would that make schools that are in you know Power Five situations maybe not Texas A&M or something like that that's maybe in a better financial situation, but schools that spend a lot of money on football or or you know in the Power Five are they more vulnerable than schools like um, Wichita State who we don't even have a football team. Um, but obviously I think a concern in Wichita State is basketball because we do get a lot of our revenue from our basketball season. Um, is, is football talk in the SEC? Is there a lot of concern? Obviously people are talking about there might not be a football season. It might maybe football is in the spring. Um, you know, Oklahoma State coach wanted to have football practice, I think, next week. So there's just <laughs> all kinds of different avenues uh, going down yeah. the road. But um, it's kind of crazy, but, you know, football seems like it's going to, make or break a lot of situations yeah I, I don't you know i'm obviously not in those athletic director meetings our, our athletic director has been super positive about everything and he, he kind of you know even mentioned today in our athletic department meeting that that uh um you know there's 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 three possible scenarios even the most positive scenario includes there's gonna be you know we're gonna our budgets are gonna take some sort of hit we're going to be we're going to uh um you know, have to be more diligent about things, things like that. I, I got to imagine, yeah, I mean, you know, the revenue and the economy, you know, the economy in SEC, you know, the revenue for SEC schools, first of all, and the economy in, in, in college towns like, like College Station, for example, um, without home football games would take a huge hit. Um, I mean, there are businesses, well, you know, a few years ago, they, re, they redid our, our, our football stadium. And it ended up being a two-year project where they did got half the job done after one season, and then opened the stadium back up, had a season, and then finished the project after after that season ended. Um, and, and and one of the original plans was, well, let's just 
do it all one shot and let's play our home games in Houston or something like that. And that got quickly shot down because their business is in town that they're like, Hey, no, man, we make, we make 75%, 80%, 90% of our revenue is during college football season. We, we need to have home football games. So um, that's a little scary. You know, I, 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 uh, you know, there are heck people in my neighborhood here that uh, uh, own businesses that, uh, that's our livelihood. I mean, the, the, the prices of hotel during football season versus regularly, you know, during, during a regular weekend are, are it's, incre- it's incredibly different, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I know that that's, a, that's the worst case scenario. That's, you know, the, the three scenarios we talked about this morning, that's obviously the worst case scenario, even for us. But, I mean, I've got to imagine uh, some places uh it's going to be huge i gotta wonder how it's going to affect the non-power five schools i guess the group of five or whatever that play football that are depending on some of the revenue from playing those guarantee games where you know a kent state goes to play at georgia or something like that and they get a million dollars to come play a game at georgia well that million dollars helps cover you know their football budget but also you know some of that goes to help the track budget and 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 the softball budget et cetera, et cetera. so um so yeah i don't know i mean it's it's uh, it, it concerns me a little bit i uh, i guess i heard that the uh, some of the group of five athletic directors got together and um, asked for some relief from the ncaa in in in, in regards to some uh, rules including including you know number of you know sponsorship number of sports they sponsor and that's really concerning, you know, because, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, as a track coach, we've been around and we've seen enough programs get cut over the years. It's one of those things where you go, wow, that, you know, I don't want to see track programs getting cut. You know, uh, wrestling has been cut down to the bare minimum now. Um, you know, I don't know. So I, I hate to see a world where, you know, and, and, and the, the worst case scenario is a world where there's, uh, uh, I heard another track coach describe it, a world where there's, uh, there's there's football, there's basketball, and there's uh, uh, country club sports, and uh, I, I hate to see that. You know, I think track is uh, you know it's the most diverse sport there's out there, as far as socioeconomically, you know, they, 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 you know, you know, ethnically, racially, racially, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's uh, I'm, I'm a pretty positive track guy, obviously. So. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Um track i don't think people understand maybe until it would be until it'd be gone with it what it would mean to that uh the diversity and to the like all the stuff you were talking about um and and you've been somebody that's been uh have seen it kind of seen it all you've i guess landed at uh, college station for a while now seems like it's going pretty well but you've been at uh, division three where you ran you've been at multiple uh, schools in the power five you were uh, assistant and a head coach in uh, what would be called the group of five or a mid-major or something like that. So for people that don't know, um, you started at North Central, which yep. is in Illinois. That's where you ran. And you were, uh, from what I remember, a terrific steeplechaser from the videos that I can remember <laughs> watching. Um, <clears throat> and um, that's an inside joke between me and Wendell. Uh, and anybody else from Kent that might have seen some of Wendell's videos, but uh, so you went straight from. Did you go straight from there to Alabama? Out of yeah, college? yeah, yeah. I graduated from North Central College. Actually, I graduated in 1990. Had another year of eligibility. Yeah, Division three, and I look back now how like, you know how we, you know all the stuff we have to go through for medical red shirts and all that stuff at Division one level. Like I just like, 
I think I just told the athletic director, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I did the math. I've got an outdoor season next year. Oh, great. That's great. All right. So I came back for my fifth year after I graduated, worked on a, on a second degree at North Central. And, um, and, re- and really going, you know, you know I, going back even before that, I know we don't have all day to talk here, but, but um, you know, I was really, really fortunate uh, from the very beginning, like I, like I, you know, I didn't even, I didn't know anything about track or cross country. I really didn't even know what cross country was until probably like, you know, at some point in eighth grade, I think I figured out what cross country was. I didn't run cross country till, uh, uh, till high school, but I ran, started track in seventh grade. And, and as I look back on it, I was really, really lucky. Um, and I went to, to junior high and high school with Mark Burns, who is is the, the head, you know, Mark obviously very well, but uh, Mark's the head, head cross country and his track coach in Missouri. You know, we had a great junior high coach, seventh and eighth grade. We had a guy that's in like the, the only track and cross country coach association hall of fame um, as our, as our junior high coach. Then we had hall of fame coaches uh, in, in high school run on, you know, just great, great mentors, great leaders. And then, then I went on to North Central College and ran for Alcarius and was part of multiple Division Three national championship teams and just, you know, just a great culture and a you know place where it was fun and uh, the sport was important, but it was important for the right reasons. It was an extension of the education process. It was just really fun. Um, I was just trying to go. Yeah, I want to get. I want to be a coach. I figured out by my junior year in college, I want to be a coach. So how do I go about doing it? Well, back then. You know, you pretty much needed a master's degree, and I always, I always envisioned myself being a Division three coach. And at the Division three level, you definitely needed a master's degree because you're probably going to have to teach some classes. And so I was just trying to find a grad school I could get into and a place that I could be a, a GA. And you know, I didn't know how the game was played, so I was just typing the letters. I literally typing up letters, sending them off at the program. And then Al mentioned, "Well, I know the coach at, at Alabama. Can I make I'll make a call for him." He called. I'll make a call for you. He called, and 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 they they said, "Well, we don't have a graduate assistant position for next year, but if you can make it work, uh, come down and be a volunteer." And there might be something there might be something available down the road. Well, I applied to grad school there, got accepted. Um, I got married the summer after my and I seen my fifth year at in, in at North Central, and you know went to Alabama and spent three years there. Two, two, one as a volunteer, one as a GA, one as restricted earnings. Uh, went on to Nebraska. That's where I met Rainbolt, um, and my life has been forever changed because of that experience. <laughs> and. Uh, um, it literally has been because, you know, meeting rainbow, you know, that ended up getting me the job at Kent state. Um, really what, that's really what got my foot in the door. Um, you know, somehow rainbow thought I could be the cross country and distance coach at Kent state. And, uh, thank, thank goodness. Cause I mean, I love Kent state uh, to this day. People, I, I talk, I talk, I tell so many Kent state stories that coaches our staff at, uh, at, at, at Texas, and you love Kent State, man. Are you gonna, are you, are you gonna leave, leave us for Kent State or something? Like, no, man. It's just a great, it's a great, great fun experience, man. And and so, and so obviously when 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 Bolt left to go to Wichita State, I thought I was going with him. And then when Lane Kennedy offered me the job, you know, I liked Ohio, like Northeast Ohio, like Kent State, obviously. And and so we stuck around and went from there. And and uh, you know, there's a tendency sometimes to think the grass is always a on the other side i will go back and say that kent state is was still you know i mean it's a you know coaching track is coaching track and so um 
you know, there's some things, you know, the differences between being a head track coach at a, at a Kent State versus then I went to the University of Illinois um, uh, as, an, as, a, as the men's cross country coach and distance coach. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I instantly, I think when I got to Illinois, I really, and I really loved my, 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 my time at Illinois. And, and, and it was a great experience. I'm from Illinois, I'm from Chicago area. So going back to University of Illinois. It was kind of a little bit of a dream to be the cross-country distance coach there. But I did quickly realize how good we had it at Kent State because at Kent State, a track was important. And uh, we had an athletic director. Till this day, Lane Kennedy is still, I'll tell you, Lane Kennedy is one of the best athletic directors I've ever been around. Uh, he kept things in perspective. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he was uh, a guy that was, uh, had a strong personality, but not an overbearing personality. And so just you, you, you liked working for the guy. And so then I left Illinois. I had the opportunity to come to, come to Texas A&M. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was yeah, that's another story. I was, I was on my way to take another job. And, uh, and, and Coach Henry called me and asked me, well, I, I saw you might be taking another job. Does that mean you wouldn't be interested in Texas A&M, and I'm like, uh, 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 no, you're, you're, you're Coach Henry, and, and it's Texas A&M, I'm definitely interested in stuff. So one thing led to another. Uh, I never would have envisioned myself a person living in Texas when I was younger, but uh, it's a great place. College Station is, is home now. Uh, my daughter, I think, uh, considers herself a Texan, and, uh, um, you know, I'm, it's, 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 it's April. I'm sitting out on the back porch, and this would be great weather for, for a track meet right now. So. But that, that, yeah. that's, uh, sorry, that's a long-winded, that, that's my history in a long-winded uh, version. No, I think that's good. I think that's a good spot to end on. We could go on for 20 more minutes about uh, Kent State and probably every spot. <laughs> uh, Brad Hunt, after we talked, said we need to have separate podcasts for just Kent State and um, all the stories. <clears throat> and then maybe have a password-protected one for all the stories that can't be public about Kent State. <laughs> that, that happened that the, through the years. Uh, what it was the uh, the website that uh, the dark side the, the dark side <laughs> yeah kentrack.com yeah that's right uh, all right well thanks yeah. um right. good good luck well, obviously we, coming up and and hopefully we'll um get through this sooner than later and see you at a track meet soon all right tell, tell Kirk country to respond to my email <laughs> right, i'll i'll let him know hopefully he's listening all right, all right. thanks john